the college football experience, Syracuse Orangeman 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize up for grabs. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Parlay Play. Yes, Parlay Play is a lead pipe lock for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io, use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit bonus today. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get the last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. And remember, as always, to let it ride. This is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circa Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. I'm excited to talk about the argument and the, you know, you know, Babers. Oh man. Interesting hires this off season. I think you gotta be optimistic. If you're a Syracuse fan, despite you look started out, what started out six and oh, like uh, somebody projected on this very podcast a year ago. Hello. His name's Dundee. Might've heard of him. Oh, let me just <laughs> tell the world about him. Uh, if you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby swing database, Dan, AKA pick. Don D, that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Don D happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. We are talking Syracuse Orangeman football. Patty C, what do they got to do to get it back on track? Back. Oh, I can tell you one idea. Pair of scissors. All right. We're going to talk about it later with Michael Barker. All right. Gigantic scissors. All right. Yeah, you might be wondering what the hell I'm talking about. I'll make it make sense later on. Folks, appreciate you rocking with us. And I am joined by my co host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, side line kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, let's get it going. Jim Brown, Ernie, Ernie Davis. Larry Zanka, Joe Morris, couple guys, Art Monk, Marvin Harrison, Donnie McNabb, Dwight Freeney, John Mac, John Mackey, I think, right? Was he? Yeah. Very nice. Going way back. Let's go. Going in the way back machine. Hope you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Remember that we also host the College Basketball Experience. Life without Jim starts this fall, and uh, look. 
will be here every step of the way. Jim Beheim gone, retired, and uh, look, we'll be here. You going with Times Adrian Yes. Uh, so we also host the uh, college basketball experience on the season tips. We're here every single night of the season. And uh, we already got some off-season stuff we're talking about. Go check it out there. Also, look at the FCS college football experience, the college football experience, the college baseball experience, and now the Big 12 experience are coming together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. But those are all separate podcasts. Go subscribe to all those and please, if you can, iTunes, five-star review. Let's have some fun. Uh, Patty, a year ago, I was spot on. I hit the over and I said they would start out six and oh. Now I also projected for them to crash hard. I didn't know they'd crash that hard. They almost, they almost botched it all, but still seven and six, <laughs> seven and six. Yep. Um, it was a still, that's still a good season. It's a winning season. Yeah, and it's a good season. Understandable that they would lose on the back half of that schedule based on yeah. some playing some pretty damn good teams. And now there's no more divisions. So they get a little freedom, getting some of that coastal love. There you no go. more divisions in the ACC. Yep. Uh, what do you make of Dino Babers, Patty C? Well, I think he's done a pretty darn good job at Syracuse up and down a little bit, but I don't know if I, if I can honestly say he's done a great job there. Uh, he did a great job at Eastern Illinois. He did a great job at Bowling Green, a phenomenal job there. Syracuse. He's won a championship in the Ohio Valley. He's won a championship in the Mac. Is this the year he wins an ACC championship with the Orangemen? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, uh, wait, the divisions have not ceased to exist as of this year. Or have they? No, this is the first year. This, this upcoming year, buddy. This upcoming year, there yeah. are no division. Wow, I keep getting confused on that. Well, you know, they still they still draw uh, Clemson and Florida State, so I guess that's why I'm a little confused. That hurts. You know, you think you're getting out from under it, but you still got the two uh, true contenders uh, for the playoff supposedly uh, on the schedule. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think in the future we'll see if Dino Babers can survive another year, but that alone bodes well. Like you oh, mentioned, dude, he, I mean, I get it. He's 30, 36 and 49, but like the COVID year was very challenging for anyone in the state of New York to do anything right. There were one in 10 that year, a little unfair. Cause they were starting their fullback at left guard, right? <laughs> That's not fair. No. All right. Since then five and seven, seven and six, don't forget in 18, he had a 10 win season. You think he's on the hot seat? Yeah, I do. I think he needs to deliver. I think a losing he just had a winning season. <laughs> Well, he's what are you had, supposed to do at Syracuse? He had three that, losing seasons before that. He's had what? Uh, five losing seasons in seven years at the at the helm. One of those was the COVID year, dude. Don't try I to don't sprinkle care. that shit in there. If you're Syracuse, you had to start your fullback. If Alabama had to start their fullback at left guard, they probably would have a losing season. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess what that begs the question though, what? Should the expectation? I know. I mean, this is a historically very good football school. I don't understand what happened here. Yes, I I've tweeted out the stuff. I don't have the number in front of me right now. There was a time in the late '80s up until around 2000 that they were a pretty darn good program year in year out. No, it's before that. Well, before that, they weren't that great until you know you you have to go all the way. Hit you with the nugget here in a second. Yeah. Um. They had one phenomenal year. No, no, it's something you don't know what you're talking about, buddy. You just don't know what you're talking about. Uh, how do I search 
You're you're digging it deep into the how do I search vault okay. trying to find a, a, a well I a wasn't good... I wasn't uh, prepared for this argument right now. Well, I will say uh, from 1956 to that's what I'm saying. I did this 1966. Number. They play appeared in some pretty darn good bowl games. That's what I'm saying, buddy. Orange Bowl twice, Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Gator Bowl, Liberty Bowl. I tweeted bowl. something out about how many times I can't find it right now. Um, how many times they've uh, Okay, here we go. Hang on. Maybe did I find it? No, no, I didn't. But they had gone bowling a lot of times. No, they had had winning seasons. They had had winning seasons. Uh, you know, for so many years, I can't. Find. Okay, how about this? From 1950 to 2004, Patty C. Yeah, 54 years of football. They only had 10 losing seasons. That's right? good. That's respectable. Since then, they've only had five winning seasons. Mm. I have a lot of strong beliefs that. It part of it is going to that stupid dome, but also some of it is that they're not they're snobby. They're not taking football serious. Football in the Northeast has gone one hundred percent. The, the Dude, pro, they went fifty four years with only ten losing seasons. Yeah, that's impressive. That's really fucking impressive. I mean, they were cranking out running backs uh, left and right. I uh, I guess you could say um, now I'm drawing a blank on the stud they had last year, Sean uh, Sean Tucker, but. Um, and they need to get back to that producing Hall of Fame caliber running. You know backs. why they need to get back to it is because uh, football is ru- is running everything right now. Uh-huh. All right, when you load up and see uh, the Oregon Ducks basketball bro- program playing in Piscataway, yeah, you need to wake up Syracuse because when the ACC folds, the only thing that's saving you right now is that uh, grant of rights till two thousand thirty six. Yeah. Uh, start taking football. As serious as you used to take it, yeah. Get that nil collective going. Get that Costas pink eye money. <laughs> all right, get get all of that stuff. All right. Well, that and who knows how the basketball team is going to be. I know uh, Syracuse has had some great Olympic sports, soccer, lacrosse, etc. Um, Buddy, uh, they have no excuse. They have money. This could be a very good football and basketball program, and it should be. Yeah. Every year they should be in the top twenty-five in football and basketball. Yeah. Say, well, it's hard to recruit to the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, it's also hard to recruit to. F- Fucking Kansas State won the Big Twelve last year. Yeah. You ever been to Alabama? There's no there's no appeal to living in Alabama. All right. <laughs> I mean, we can go we Iowa. Kirk Ferentz wins like nine to ten football games yeah. every year. Well, you know what? You know what? Yeah. I don't know if most people even realize this because we're from the East Coast and I didn't realize this about upstate New York. That is a hippie ass place. <laughs> that is a hippie ass place, man. It's like I mean, that's where Woodstock was. And that permeates the How's entire oh, yeah Woodstock needs that it's basically uh Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> uh buddy, they just gotta get it together. Cause they used to be fucking nasty. Yeah. All the way up until like 2005, 2004, They were nasty. They were good. Uh I want to see them get it back together. Buddy, we're gonna talk all about it. The offense, the defense, special teams, the transfer portal, game by game on the Orangeman schedule. We're gonna go through, but uh, before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes, sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contest, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Uh, besides season long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the patrons. Plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. You might hear about that time that Patty C decided to fight a rugby team. 
Uh, anyway, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. Uh, only you can prevent corporate gambling. So do your part and sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Look, uh, I don't know about you folks out there, but if you ever been to a game, I, and I, I use this one, I was in Missoula, Montana, doing some comedy, and it dawned on me that they were playing, they were hosting the Eastern Washington Eagles, and both were, you know, FCS top ten teams. Uh, and I was like, oh, I got to go to this game while I'm here since I'm gonna be here. I got to, and everyone in the town was talking about this game. That if you haven't been to Missoula, the whole t- the whole town shuts down for football. It's fantastic, but. I had a hard time getting tickets. I was checking all the, the online places. I, I couldn't find, this is like 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago. So uh, game time wasn't available then. All right. I couldn't find anything then. And I'm trying to scout, you know, I'm asking people at the bar, you got an extra ticket. I, I ended up, you know, finding a ticket, but paid way too much for a ticket there. Uh, and look really, that's why you should check out game time. The game time app. Absolutely. Fantastic. Also uh, uh, game time.co because buying, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be that stressful. All right. Game time is, is a fast and easy way to buy the tickets, you know, for all the sports, music, comedy, and, and theater stuff near you. Uh, and they got killer deals on last minute tickets and they have the best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for the fun you'll be having at that very event. All right. And let me tell you, Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. All right, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, uh, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, the Game Time guarantee means uh, you'll always have the best price too. If, in fact, if you find tickets in the same section, and, you know, or the row uh, that for less, Game Time will credit you 110 percent of the difference. Holy hell! Snag the tickets without the stress with the ga- with Game Time. You know, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code uh, CFBX for 20 percent off your first purchase. Yeah, I'm sorry, twenty dollars off your first purchase, not 20 percent off. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code uh, CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Save it for the Patreon, Petty C. Save it for the <laughs> Patreon. Uh, look, the transfer portal. We you, you got five years ago. We were doing this. We didn't have to talk about it so much. Now it's insane. You got to talk about it. So departing out of Syracuse, New York, is the likes of Anthony Queeley, wide receiver, heads to Georgia Southern. I think he started a couple of years ago. Really? Um, Only a one catch, twelve yards last year. Um, so not a ton of production. But I think yeah, he started a couple I mean, of years ago. Prior to that, two yeah. years ago, thirty-seven catches, three hundred seventy-eight yeah. yards. Last year, fifteen catches. So his production has dropped year by year. Courtney Jackson, another wide receiver, heads out to Arkansas State, and Butch Jones. I think he started a year. <laughs> All these guys started a year before. Um, oh, he got fifteen catches last year, so that's a little bit of a loss. Running back Josh Hugh is in the portal. Hasn't landed anywhere. Athlete Dom Foster is in the portal. Hasn't landed anywhere. Uh, offensive tackle Tyler Magnuson heading to St. Thomas. The Tommies don't look now. And the subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. The Tommies can play ball. This is a big one here, Patty C. Defensive end Steve Linton, four-star transfer. Mm, mm, mm. 
Ouch. Heads out the Texas Tech. 22 tackles, six tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, even two passes to no, two fumbles recovered. Steve Linton. Ouch. Uh, the defense had some force. So, you know, 24 7 evaluates their transfer status. So, four star transfer, right? Yeah. Uh, Jihad Carter, four star transfer, heads out to Ohio State. He's penciled in to be their starter. I just did the Ohio State preview, and apparently, he might be one of their best defensive players on the team, from what I understand. He was good for uh, 36 tackles and three interceptions. Led the team in interceptions last year. Ouch. Yeah. Tough to lose him. Well, uh, they also lose four star cornerback Deuce Chestnut to Brian Kelly and his family down to Baton Rouge. Mm, and Chestnut also. Dude, they got raided. 40 tackles, uh, had an interception as well. So, yep, a pick six. Ouch. I mean, you got to look at the destinations we just talked about Texas Tech, who's a preseason top 25 team. Yeah. Uh, LSU and Ohio State. Okay. <laughs> uh, it gets worse. Defensive lineman. Jatayus Greer or Gear, I'm sorry, heads out to the South Carolina Gamecocks. Where guess what? He's penciled in to be a starter. 33 tackles, three and a half sacks. Ouch. So essentially, most are a heavy level. Of, Anyone that was good on Syracuse yeah. defense last year got paid. Well, they got a couple Once again, guys. Get your fucking back. NIL collective going. Yeah. They'll stay there. Yeah. Uh, uh quarterback Jacoby, Jacobian Morgan Portal. Offensive tackle Chad Schuster heads out to Western Michigan, the Broncos, who I believe are on the schedule. I don't know. I got to look at that again. Yeah, Western Michigan. Uh, Justin Lampson, a quarterback, heads out to the Stanford Cardinal. We just did the Stanford period. We talked about him. Uh, Offensive tackle Anthony Red heads out to Appalachian State, Patty C. Mm, mm, mm. And that is everybody. It's a lot of losses, though. It is. It's significant losses on the defensive side of the ball. But let's talk about what they brought in because Alabama Crimson Tide defensive lineman Braylon Ingram comes into the Syracuse Orange Man. That's always nice. Yeah. Nebraska cornerback, four star transfer, Jaden Gould comes into the Syracuse Orange Boom. Man. Notre Dame cornerback, Jaden Bellamy comes into the Syracuse Boom. Orange Man. Offensive tackle Joe Moore comes in from the Richmond Spiders. Nice, solid FCS program. Quarterback Braden Davis comes in from South Carolina. There you go. Uh, safety Jalil Martin comes in from the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Kentucky offensive lineman David Wallabaugh comes in to the Syracuse Orangemen, and that's it. If you had to grade the portal, I would say they got fucking destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's, I mean, even though they're bringing in five star or uh, power they got five destroyed. guys, they got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. A lot of their defense production. Get that NIL collective going. Get, yeah. get that fucking, what is that? Uh, Niagara Falls money in yeah. there. <laughs> all right. All these people come to see Niagara Falls, pay get for the friggin' football tourist team. money up there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, look, I mean, the offense a year ago was led by Robert and I. He's gone. He's now at NC State, but they're still running his offense because Jason Beck, the who is with an eye at BYU, he was with an eye at UVA and Syracuse last season. He is still their guy, pretty much running the same offense. So Garrett Schrader, aka the Shredder, should yeah. be fine. Yep. The offense a year ago, 69th in scoring offense, rush offense 73rd, but like I said, they lose Tucker. Passing offense 66th in the nation. Total offense 75th. Schrader had a uh, off season shoulder surgery, which he should've... was injured a couple of those games too. Yeah, I feel like the Florida state game. They didn't get the shredder. Yeah. Remember Florida state played like every backup quarterback. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. So uh, 
that is something to note. Um, I mean, having him and having that offense is huge just because a, it's a dynamic offense, but having shredder, you know, and that offense, as we saw with the Brennan Armstrong gets him out of the pocket, takes full advantage of that speed that he has, which is phenomenal speed. They'll keep, if nothing else, they'll keep the chains moving. I think. Yeah, Garrett Trader at the quarterback spot. The backup quarterback is Carlos Del Rio Wilson, who came over from Florida a year ago, and then Braden Davis, uh, who came in from South Carolina. Uh, running back, obviously losing Sean Tucker, huge. It's Laquint Allen, a sophomore. Uh, this is this guy who got one start a season ago. They also have Jawan Price, who was at New Mexico State a couple years ago. Uh, the wide receiving core. Patty C, they have a stud uh, at the tight end spot in Aronde Gadsden Jr. I know I said wide receiver, but you know his dad obviously NFL pedigree, play with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the receiving core though, you bring back uh, Trevor Penna, also Damian Alford. You are breaking in a new wideout in Umari Hatcher, who uh, played in eight games a season ago. So there is that, um, buddy. I kind of like the wideouts. They got uh, you said Alfred and uh, and Jones. And no, Alfred Pena. Yeah. Pena caught a lot of punts last year. He didn't register. Uh, but he's been with the program, though. Yeah. Uh, offensive line returns what three of five. So there is that. Um, breaking in a new center. Started one game a season ago, and Josh Ola. Uh, also uh, breaking in a uh, a left tackle, which is always interesting. Enrique Cruz. Uh, they also Wallaball might get the start too. Who knows? Um, number seventy four offense last year. Let's talk about the defense. Well, actually, hold on. Seventy five. Well, I think the offense will be better just because they have Shredder back. Shredder another year in that offense. Well, what about Tucker? Uh, He's gone. True, but I just expect the offense to be a little bit better, and they don't play the Atlantic. And then Noah Nye. You think that that? I think back at Nye, tomato, tomato. Okay. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean. So. I think you may be right. I think it's going to be marginally better, but probably a little better. Yeah. I would say like it's probably 70th. Yeah. 50, 60, 60 to 70. Yeah. Uh, the defense. So let's talk about the defense because they lose their defensive you know, coordinator. One thing to consider though, is that Brennan Armstrong, that offense, when it finally jumped, he wasn't like, what was it? 2019 or 2020. Uh, it was pretty middling. Right. Yeah. And then it made a humongous jump. You know, and Armstrong has a similar skill set. I feel like to Schrader, he's he's mobile. Schrader doesn't have the. Uh, he's not as accurate. Probably not as accurate, yeah. but uh, I would yeah. say Armstrong doesn't necessarily have a cannon of an arm. Fair, fair. You know, so maybe they are due for a big jump forward offensively. So look, they lose their defensive coordinator to Nebraska, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're thinking, man, they're getting destroyed in the portal. They lose the OC, the DC. What is happening? And. uh you know, I was talking to our guy Phil Steele. Go listen to the Phil Steele episode. We just had him on the show, buddy. They hired Rocky Long, hello, the creator of the three-three-five defense. Very nice. It's funny because Steele was saying they went out and got like the the best possible defensive coordinator mm-hmm. you could get, uh, considering the situation. Baber's pretty good job bringing on two new coordinators this year. Yeah, very good job, I would say. Uh, so. I mean, yeah. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, though, did take gigantic hits. And by the way, if you're wondering, so seven starters back, though, on the defensive side of the ball. And they bring in the Alabama transfer, Ingram, that's supposed to start for him, Patty C. Yep. Um, but the other defensive lineman, two, two of three back on the D line. Terry Lockett, two sacks a season ago. 
And also Caleb Okachuku. <laughs> Okachukwu. <laughs> Seven sacks last yeah, year. Those guys are back. Now the linebacking core. Obviously, you run that three three five. Derek McDonald and Marlo Wax are go, are are back. I'm sorry, Wax uh, four and a half sacks. They got some guys that can get into the backfield. Uh, they're counting on Stephon Thompson, a sophomore, to step it up. He he did get some burn. Uh, you know this guy historically, uh, this guy you know did get some burn. 114 tackles. Then you have the the the. This is what do they call this? I forget what they what they call this at uh, the Lobo linebacker or something like that. Uh, Justin Barrow is going to be that guy. He's back. Is that the uh, Brian Erlacher position? Yeah. Okay. I forget the name. They have a name for it in in Albuquerque. But uh, secondary though is an area of question because they they uh, they only return two of four. I think if you circle, uh, you know, a weakness in the defensive side of the ball, it would be there. Uh, okay. So the defense was very good a year ago. They charted at number 20 in total defense. I think it's possible that they, they also, that they brought in a very good defense coordinator, but it's also hard to stay top 20. Yeah. Two and a half sacks per game. That's good for 36 nationally. So they were pressuring the quarterback and they're bringing back a lot of those guys. Uh, and with Rocky long, it is going to be tough to stay in the top yeah. 20. I but. still think it'll be a good defense though. Uh, Jack Stonehouse is back at punter. This guy was a Missouri punter. Not long ago. Uh, also breaking in a new kicker. The guy that kicked off for him a year ago, Brady Denneberg, uh, Patty C. How do you feel about this offense, defense, special teams all together? I feel like they're going to resemble last team's last year's team pretty closely uh, in terms of overall quality of play. You know, they got rated on the defensive side, but they also brought back some pretty key players. Uh, I think from a coaching standpoint, it's nice to bring in Rocky long. And I think the offense will especially look pretty similar because you have the same quarterback and the same offense in place. Well, we're going to talk all about it. We're going to go game by game on the Orangeman schedule. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience 2023 season preview episode brought to you by parlay play, baby. Yes. Parlay plays a great way to get down your favorite parlayed player props. Football seasons right around the corner and parlay play. will have all of your favorite props and look, parlay plays available in a ton of States, including California and Texas. Plus our good friends up in, uh, up in Canada. Hello. Parlay play uh, is available in a bunch of Canadian provinces. So check that out. And when you sign up, make sure you use our sweet bonus code to get started. A parlay play that I already mentioned is the over on the San Jose state USC game week zero. I think it's at 63 and a half. I also like Jacksonville state and rich rod to win their first ever FBS game uh, in Jacksonville, uh, Alabama against the UTEP miners. That game's at a pick head over to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's parlayplay.io. promo code S G P. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. You see this sweet graphic here. Shout out to the graphics team of SGPN, cam Kerr, all those good people doing the Lord's work and the wind total sitting at six and a half. Patty C what is your, without looking at the schedule, First reaction to six and a half. Well, I have looked at the schedule, but my first reaction would be without looking at the schedule under, Mm -hmm. but looking at the schedule, my first reaction is push. 
Oh, which okay. I guess, guess you can't it's, do it's with six impossible. and a half. Yeah. Uh, but there are bouts. You I should feel be like. a politician, buddy. <laughs> uh, look. Actually, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah. Week one, the Colgate Raiders come into town. That's one and oh. Colgate last year was what? They uh three and eight at the FCS level. Yeah, I feel like even though they beat JMU in the playoffs a few years back, and I want to give them some respect, I also love seeing them lose. So let's go, Orangeman. Well, week two, a brand new head coach, Western Michigan, and Lance Taylor come in. Uh two and oh. Two and oh winning in the yeah, filthy dome. I mean, Western Michigan five and seven last year, uh, but they lost everybody, and they got slapped around against their FBS competition. Granted, that was Michigan State and Pittsburgh, but they those games weren't close. Three touchdown losses in both of them. I don't think it'll be that big of a blowout, but I do think Syracuse beats them. I actually think it will be a blowout. The the, the sh- like their best guys left the team. Okay. Uh, week three, they had to West Lafayette to take on another first year head coach. You actually gotta love the way the schedule goes here. Hear me out here. So I love Ryan Walters. Think he's a great, great hire, but he isn't going to be in game three. I mean, look, I would favor Purdue, but the fact you're getting a first year coach, he's never been a head coach ever in September. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Syracuse won this. They very well could. What are you, ta- who are you taking? It's like three and a half wins in the first four games. I feel like I'll give him, I'll give him a loss here. I'll go lost, but I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they won that one. Not at all. Then they, then they take on army who has to go to the shotgun. So you get, let me get this straight. You get Colgate who sucks in the FBS. You get two brand new head coaches. Then you get a team that's got to radically change their offensive approach. Stupid NCA. By the way, the NCA are f- fucking crooks crooks. This yeah. is uh this rule change. Uh, it's funny. Go check out the Randy cross interview, but I had a chance to interview Air Force's head coach Troy Calhoun was saying that the uh, the blocking scheme by them getting rid of the cut block is actually more dangerous for football and uh, and you know are we really caring about player safety because now we're going high for people's heads? Mm. I think the NCAA needs to reverse that rule. Oh. Stat Randy Cross brought that up. Yeah. When we mentioned that Randy Cross said, "Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's a hundred percent right." Troy Calhoun is. And uh, yeah, so uh, buddy, I got them three and one in their first four. Yeah, I agree. Then they're home to Clemson, and why do we? I mean, look, they last time they played in the Carrier Dome, they missed a field goal. Syracuse did to send the game to overtime. They had previously beaten Clemson. Yeah, I mean, they just last year they they almost beat them in Death Valley. Like whatever it is, maybe it's the orange. I don't know what it is, but they fuck with Clemson. They do. Um, that game uh, is homecoming and Clemson is coming off the big game of their season, which is the uh, hosting Florida state. Uh, is it a letdown spot? Can Syracuse capitalize? It's a dangerous game for Clemson. You I'll can't right there. wager your money yeah. on uh, Syracuse here, but it's wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So three and two, then they head down to Carolina. Probably a loss three and three. Then at Florida state, probably another loss this is that rivalry game. Yeah. That's what they're oh, yeah, that's this right. a rivalry. Protected game here. Uh, I'm glad you guys protected this one. <laughs> Only been in the same conference for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, then they get a bye week. So we still got them at three. The number Syracuse joined the ACC. What, like oh four? Yeah, maybe yeah. like 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh they get a bye week, and they're at Virginia Tech on a Thursday night. I actually give Virginia Tech the slight lean there on a Thursday night at Lane Stadium. <laughs> yeah. It's still winnable. 
Yeah. They won last time they played. Virginia Tech is getting better on Thursday and night in Blacksburg. What is uh, Virginia Tech got the week before that? Virginia Tech obviously is probably coming off a bye as well. Yes, they are. Uh I'll say this: they'll win one of these next two. Sure, home to Boston College on a Friday night. Okay, give me that one. That's win four. Yep. Then a then a game at randomly in New York City in the Bronx, honoring the history of college football, which I can appreciate. But against Pitt. It's their most played uh, rival of all time. They uh, trail in this season a uh, series rather thirty-one to forty-three all time. Um, no, take a pit. I'm taking pit as well. So we still got them at what four wins, right? Four wins. Their fifth gold helmet uh, opponent of the season, Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech, November eighteenth. That's a win. I think they're better than Georgia Tech right now. Uh, yes, yes, I would agree with that. Atlanta, I don't think provides much of a home field advantage for the Yellow Jackets. And then home to Wake Forest, that's a loss, probably. I'll even say, I mean, the under's still going to hit. Give them a freebie. I think they get to six to six and go bowling between Purdue. One of the one upset because I feel like they're good for one upset a year. Yeah, and Wake Forest, they get to a bowl. Six they and are six. good for one upset. Six, six and six. six. Yeah. Does Babers keep his job? Yes, he should. Well, he made two good hires, so I think you got to let those play out a little bit. And get your nil. Collective. It's not his Long. fault. The whole defense leaves. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Has nothing to do with the coaching philosophies. Um, J- uh, Rocky Long, seventy three years old. Love it. First, first, that's like we lifer. said, first time east uh, east of the uh, state of Texas as a coach, and he's been coaching for like seventy five years. <laughs> I guess he's only seventy three years old, but you okay. get my point. Yeah. Uh, buddy, I I uh, think the under's a pretty solid play here. Uh, I think it's a really solid. Yeah, play, I think it's a good play. Uh, you might even hear this on a locks episode. But folks, I'm on the under. Patty C's on the under. Uh, but look, before we get out of here, I want to tell you I had a chance to sit down with one Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, to talk about Syracuse football and that filthy dome. Here it is. <laughs> Joining me on the Syracuse 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. Yes. You can give him a, t- uh, a follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Uh, and I call him the king of college football stadiums. Cause he's been everywhere. All 133 college football stadiums. He's been to some of them multiple times. He's been to a lot of the FCS D two D three. Uh, and he documents all of it via his Twitter account. Once again, at CFB campus tour. And it's not just a person. Like if you took, uh, you know, me going to these games, oh, you have me with a beer watching a game. No, this is a professional page. Right? You're not going to hear any, any other nonsense on this page besides just great college football stadium stuff. And look, he does the photo of the game. He talks about the histories of the stadiums uh, shows statues around the stadium, stuff like that. Interesting seats within the stadium. It is a must follow for any college football fan or stadium fan. So uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, talking Syracuse state uh, Syracuse football. Yeah. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you for having me. And um, you know, Syracuse Northeast football, there's not that many FBS schools. So um, it's nice to talk about a big ACC P five Northeast school. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, I mean, (laughs) I'm not a big fan of any domes in, in football. I've done a deep dive and I've always, I've learned, I think the only anomaly would be the new Orleans saints, but uh, you know, I feel like teams lose a lot more when they go to a dome because you take away the advantage. Um, 
I they had Archibald Stadium there, or Archibald Stadium, and man, that thing looks awesome. I can't believe they destroyed it for the Carrier Dome or whatever the hell they're calling it now. I I I just I think they should go back outdoors. Minnesota was in was in the dome. They came back out of it. They've won more since they came out of it. And Syracuse, if you look at the numbers, they won a lot more prior the dome to after the dome. You 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 take away your advantage, and it drives me crazy. But I I want to get your take. A I guess talk about the history of the Carrier Dome, and I want your take on uh you know a I mean yeah the history, but also how many times you've been there. Yeah, so let's just go right into it. I, you know, you're preaching to the choir as far as outdoor stadium. Uh, I did an article a couple of years ago. And it was a historical bucket list stadium for one that doesn't exist anymore. And the first one I did was Archibald Stadium. And, you know, that was there from 1907 to 1978. Just amazing looking, uh, you know, this like castle looking entrance outdoors. I mean, we know that Jim Brown and Ernie Davis played there and they won national championships. And, you know, you got to lean into that home field advantage, you know, much like a lot of the Big Ten schools do, you know, even in the FCS, you got Montana and South Dakota State. They've won a lot of uh, games and championships there. So uh, you understand why you go indoors. I mean, they've been playing there since 1980, so uh, they've been doing it for a while. But I agree with you, you know, football is meant to be played outside, adapt to your surroundings, embrace that home field advantage. Uh, the Carrier Dome did get built uh, shortly after Archibald, Archibald Stadium closed in 1980. It has 49,000 seat capacity. Um, it's interesting, kind of ironic. It was named the Carrier Dome, and it didn't have air conditioning. And we think Carrier Dome, we think the air conditioning company. So when they did their <laughs> renovation between 2020 and 2022, part of it was adding air conditioning. Um, they also it put in a new roof. There's an uh, overhead scoreboard that hangs from the center of the, the, the roof there that was brand new. It also is the home of Syracuse foot, uh, basketball, which uh, most schools have their own arena, but they play in that big stadium. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they changed their name to the JMA Wireless Dome uh, mm. last year. So, you know, there's, there's some positive columns and there's some negative columns, but, uh, you know, there's only three dome stadiums in FBS. And this is the only one on campus. So it is a unique venue in that sense. Sure. But come on, man. They got it. They, they Syracuse play to your advantage. You wonder about your struggles. Uh, first off, if you don't, you know, get your football and basketball team playing better, you're going to end up in, in like a mid major conference because the ACC is on borrowed time right now. Get this thing going, get it going. And look, I want to see, I want to see they, they have too much foot, football history to be bad in my opinion. Like, like you said, whether it was, you know, Ernie Davis or uh, Jim Brown or Joe Morris or art monk, uh, Donovan McNabb, Larry Zonka played there. I mean, you got, you can go on and on and on about uh, the, the amount of great players that have came there. I, I just think they should play into their, to, to their advantage. Could you imagine some of the Southern schools having to go there and play there? I mean, and it would just be, it would just be a better experience. The CFL, if the look, People say it's too cold. Well, wait, if the Buffalo bills can play there all the way through January, right? If the CFL can play outdoors all the way till late November, then you can do it. All right. There's a way to do it. If the Vikings can, I mean, sorry, if the, if the Gophers can, the Vikings did too for a long time, but uh, yeah, you got to do it. Anyway, tell me how many times you've been to the uh, JMA wireless uh, stadium. 
So I've been there twice when it was still the the Carrier Dome. I went there in 2021. It was a Thursday night game against Clemson. They have been a thorn in the side of Clemson for the last couple of years. Uh, Clemson did win that one. The most notable game I have, and, and you know, there's a little bit of connection with your your profile photo on Twitter. Um, they for for your personal account. It was 2018. It was one of the last games of the year, and uh, Syracuse blew out uh, Louisville 54 to 23. It was a game on November 9th, and two days later, Bobby Petrino got fired uh, as coach of Louisville. So um, it was such a dominating performance and embarrassing if you were a Louisville fan that they uh, immediately relieved Bobby Petrino of his duties. So uh, that one sticks out to most to me, as far as my experience in Syracuse. Oh, Bobby Petrino road rash face. Always a good story with uh, road rash face. Uh, Well, look, I mean, um, that's, that's, that's crazy. You went to that blowout. I I know exactly the game you're talking about Uh, folks. Get on over there and follow Michael Barker at CFB Campus Tour. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, talk a little Syracuse football, man. Uh, and, and I can't wait to see your travels throughout the season, man. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to it. We got twenty something days left, and, and we're rearing to go. So, uh, thank you for having me on the show, as always. Anytime, brother. Take care. Are right, you too? Thank you, Michael Barker. Talking Patty seed. If they play outdoors, they're going to win more games. It's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. No doubt. I mean, you're, you got upstate New York. Uh, like you said, the Buffalo bills, it's a massive home field advantage when the weather turns. That's what I'm saying. Uh, God forbid a playoff uh, game ever be played in uh, Syracuse. That's how check us out. If you it, look, if you're going to stay in the ACC, which you want to, because if not, you're going to end up playing in like the conference USA. Guess what? Clemson and Florida state are your, uh, are your best teams in that, in the, you know, even North Carolina, guess what? That's not that cold there. Guess what happens when they got to go to take this year's team. For example, if Clemson had to go up there in the snow, uh, yeah. you saw them against Notre Dame last year, schedule that came in yes. November and then they, they lost a pit too. Yeah. It, that's part of the advantage. It's not making any sense. I'm on the under Patty C's on the under get Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, yes, we are, you know, subscribe to the college football experience, wherever podcasts can be found. We also host the, the FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience every night of the season. Uh, we will be here talking college basketball games. Like we are each and every year. Preseason episodes will be coming as well. The college baseball experience as well. We even have the Big Twelve experience as part of the family too. All of that is is on one channel on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. Please hop on over to iTunes, give us a five star review. We'd certainly appreciate it. All right, folks, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast too, as they break down all thirty-two NFL teams with the solo podcast for each and every team in the land. Uh, we just had and and check out those episodes I talked about. Phil Steele, Randy Cross, just on the show. Check out those and folks, it's football season. Let's roll! All right, this is the college football season. Jeez, uh, let me let me end it again. This is the college football experience, Syracuse Orange Man style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run, shoot, shoot.